You know, I, I know that you thought I was going to come late, didn't you? But I got here yesterday. I've been waiting on you. Don't have to wait on the Holy Spirit. He's already here. Yeah, I'm really thankful to be here. I, I, it's really an honor and a privilege uh, to be up here to share this podium of Pastor Jeans. And when he asked me, I, I looked him in the eye and I said, really? I said, are you sure? He said, yeah, I'm sure. I said, well, wait a second. You know I'm retired. <laughs> That's almost synonymous with being mentally challenged. <laughs> now, he didn't buy into that, but the truth of the matter is, when you get old, by God's grace, um, you have what is called fugitive information. Now, what fugitive information is, is information that you can no longer gather quickly, okay? I got a lot of stuff in my head. I'm over 70 years old, so I, I got stuff bunched in there, and sometimes I can't recall it all. You know how that works, do No, I mean, I don't mean that as an example. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I'd be going on telling the story. I'd start talking about my wife's knee surgery and whatnot. And I want to tell you about this meniscus that goes on, and I can't think of the word. It gets lost back there some, somewhere, and I use the word menopause. <laughs> but you all are so gracious, you don't tell me I use the wrong word. You sit there and just kind of let me go along. And I think everything's good, and I just keep on blabbing it and grabbing it. And you sit there and go, what the heck is he talking about? And I see that blank look on your face, and I know that I used some of that fugitive information again. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> so then... After I accepted this assignment, I asked Pastor Gene, I said, what do you want me to preach on? And he said, anything you want. I said, well, that opens the big door, doesn't it? I, said, I haven't preached since Christmas. So, so I'm going to preach from Genesis to Malachi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then I won't give you a break. When I want to call you back in. I'm going to preach from Matthew to Revelation. I want to make sure you got milk, and I want to make sure you got meat. And when I'm done, it'll be Christmas, and I can preach again. Well, you got lucky, because when we were in Bullhead City, Pastor Gene uh, received the offering Monday night. And when he did, he used a scripture that keyed me in on what we'll be talking about tonight. So let's pray and then we'll begin. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. 
We thank you, Lord, that we can be gathered here tonight in this lovely sanctuary and that we can pour our hearts to you, Lord, that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you will use us in a mighty way. We want more of you and less of us. So, Father God, tonight, give us what we need, how we need it. Bring enlightenment, bring refreshing, bring renewal into our minds. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said. In 2009, Pastor Don and I had the opportunity to go on a small mission to Yangon, Myanmar. Now, now we know this area as Rangoon, Burma, but to change the name back when it became a militant third world country. And now they even changed the pronunciation. It's now Myanmar, okay? So they had some changes. So we went behind the veil, if you will, to go over there and um, do some preaching and some teaching. Pastor Gene on Monday um, used the uh, scripture from Genesis 1, 11, and 12. So if you want to turn to that, Genesis 1, 11, and 12. When you get there, just say amen, and we'll go on. I guess I better take out my specs. I can't see. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, their herb yielding seed, and their fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Twelve. And the earth brought forth grass, an herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Did you know that grass is the most prolific <coughs> plant life in the world? That grass grows everywhere. It grows on the North Pole, grows on the South Pole, grows in Bullhead City, where it's really, really hot. And it even grows in the Colorado River. God had a plan when he started talking about grass and its growth. And it feeds the birds of the air, the animals on the ground, and the fish of the sea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about grass and I'm gonna talk about seed, and I'm not talking about the stuff that they smoke in Colorado. <laughs> okay? I'm talking about the things that we grow. Anyway, here we are. We're in Burma. We're in Myanmar. And we're beginning to preach in a large sanctuary. It's large as this, and there's a lot of Burmese people in there. And, and we look up, and, and there's bullet holes all over in this church. And and it's pretty hot 
you know, it's, you're kind of in a jungle there in Rangoon or in Yangon, and they have these fans, and, and it's nice when the fan's blowing on you, but the government controls the electric, and so they shut the fan off. Also, we're behind locked gates, okay? Because Christianity is not the religion of choice there, it's Buddhism. So we're kind of, you know, underground, if you will, and, and we're going to preach. And um, if a firecracker would have gone off, I'd have been under the pew. There's no doubt about it. I'd have let my wife be the shield. No, I wouldn't. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was, we didn't have any expectation, in other words. So our senior pastor started, started preaching the word, and he was preaching on new beginnings. And he was in uh, Isaiah 60, where it says, Arise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. And he started preaching. He preached for about 15 minutes. And, it, and he's like Pastor Gene. You see, he allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to him. And he looked out and he saw the people weren't getting it. Now, you're using an interpreter, and I don't know if any of you have used an interpreter when you've preached or sang or anything like that, but it's kind of difficult. You kind of have to wait on the interpreter. And so he realized all of a sudden he didn't have people paying attention. And he goes... All right, we're going to take a brief intermission. We're going to take a break. So he took us, and we went into a separate room, and he said, look, you know, they, these are some of the deeper things of God, and I, I don't know that they're ready for this. He said, I think we're just going to change right now. So we came back out, and he started preaching on locked gates. My goodness, you ought to have seen the revelation take place. They were just, wow. They were yay and amen. And, and I knew that I was going to preach in the afternoon, so now I'm starting to get pretty nervous. And I have never preached with an interpreter before, and I'm going, oh, Lord, Holy Spirit, you've got to come on me. You've got to give it to me because I don't have it. Don't you know that that's God's plan? He doesn't want you to have it. He wants to give it to you. And if he gives it to you, guess what it's going to do? It's going to quicken their spirit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of tell you that message that I preached. And I hope that it applies to you. Okay? So we break for lunch, and boy, I'm as nervous as uh, having a fox in a hen house. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and they bring us our lunch, and it's like, a, it's a little bit like a Colonel Sanders box, and it's got something in it that looks a little bit like chicken, but don't taste like chicken. So I told Don later, I said, you know, it's probably peacocks, because there are a lot of peacocks around. I've never seen a chicken. <laughs> never seen one chicken. Okay, but there was a lot of peacocks. So I'm sure it was one of them pretty birds. Didn't make us sick, so God blessed it. <laughs> anyway, at that lunch, they also gave me an orange. 
I said, Lord, you just gave me my message. Herein lies my message. You see, at my house, I have this big orange tree. And I figured those people, along with you people, could get a message that had enough depth, and yet had enough simpleness about it that we could understand what we were talking about. See, Jesus preached a message that was simple, and he illustrated it with parables so that people could understand what he was saying. You know, he said many times, there are mysteries that we'll never understand. He can't even tell us about them, but he could tell us about this stuff using agriculture. And again, not the grass we smoke. I mean, you smoke it. I mean, nobody smokes it. I mean, that's out there. You can buy it if you're sick. See, God made things simple for us to understand. So I use the KISS method. Keep it simple, sweetie. See? God would never call us stupid because he loves us too much. So he calls us sweetie. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says that there is more unseen than seen. And I bring this out because you're going to hear it from me again. So I take this orange and I think about my orange tree that's alongside my house. And and this orange tree that I have is really big. It's a big orange tree. So I know God's going to deliver a big word. But he's going to make it understandable. Let's all turn to John 15, 1. Now, the story about this Bible I'm using is I don't often preach from the King James Version. This Bible was given to me in 1958 when I was baptized by the Holy Spirit by my aunt. And I don't use it much, but she must have known that someday I'd be using it because it's got big enough print I can see it. God bless her. I know she's up there with those angels right now, just laughing. Everybody there? John 15? One, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth <laughs> it. That it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, 
And men gathered them and cast them into the fire. They were burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, for so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. We see here Jesus is our source, and we are his branches. And our requirement is to bear fruit. And even more than that, we are his ambassadors to others, and we have to go forth and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So here's my orange tree that each year keeps getting bigger and keeps bearing more fruit than I can use. And I try to do a lot of stuff. I, I juice it, I freeze it, I squeeze it, I cut it, I rind it. I dry it, I fry it. And I do everything I can think of. And I still give a bunch away. You guys will get some. <laughs> they weren't going to get anything in Myanmar, but... You'll get some oranges. Let's go to Mark 4.20. We're supporting our word tonight with God's word. In fact, God is leading us through this. Mark 4.20. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. This is God's principle, and this is what he had in mind. We were to plant it, to water it, to fertilize it, and let him do the growing and the production. <clears throat> but now it's our job to disperse it, right? To get it out there. These people of Burma, just as you, are good soil. They're people of good character and integrity. And they've been planted there for God's purpose to use them to grow and prosper and go forth to attract others to his kingdom. Let's go to Matthew 7, 15, 20. And now, let's go to Matthew 7, 15 through 20. I'll get there. <clears throat> Matthew 7, 15 through 20. Jesus tells us, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? 
Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by these fruits ye shall know them. So God's warning us. He's given us an alert. He's telling us to watch out. Not all that fruit is good. <coughs> okay? Um, what I want, what you want, and those people of Burma needed was to make right choices. We, that's what the, this is all about. We, we get to make choices. We have free will. You can choose the wrong path or you can choose the right path. I encourage you to choose the right path. You're going to make your life a lot more peaceful. You're going to make your family a lot more peaceful. You're going to make those around you far more peaceful. Choose the right path. So when we plant something, we need to water it and fertilize it. We also need to stabilize it. When you grow a tree, it's pretty much a little stick. And what, even if you start it from a seed, it comes up as a little stick, right? So you put a stake in the ground and you train it. <coughs> the word tells us, spare the rod and spoil the child. Spare the rod from the tree and spoil the tree. You want the tree to grow straight. You want that tree to nurture and grow and get strong. So you can't spare the rod. We making any sense here? Have I gone off another one of those trails? Hey, <laughs> come back to me. Well, uh, all right. See, following the Lord is a process to the promise. It's a never-ending work. Not always do you have to toil hard, though. Sometimes it's just tending to, to it. Remember, he grows it. That fruit he produces. See, another thing to consider is how deep are your roots. The longer you're planted in the word, the deeper your roots grow. Same thing goes for a tree. The longer the tree is planted, the deeper the roots. You become more stable, and your spread of branches or your sphere of influence grows larger. The unseen, the roots, replicate the seen, the branches, and the production of the tree. When you go to the store, to buy fruit, doesn't the grocer try to make it attractive for you? Hmm? He displays it where you can see it. He puts a, uh, a shine to it, and he makes it look succulent. He wants you to desire it. They package it for us to want it. We must also do that as Christians. We need to package ourselves, right? Okay? 
I noticed your pastor hardly ever comes up here with it, without a, a jacket and, and looking pretty, pretty sharp. It's a package. Okay? He's packaged for you. He's packaged for the king. Okay? There's a reason we do that. We do it for the reverence. We do it to show submission. We do it so other people become envious to the extent that they want to be like us. That's what we're trying to accomplish here tonight. Let's go to Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22. All there? I have a tendency to just want to jam right through this stuff. I got this. I really didn't even have any coffee. I just drank water. Okay, so let's get to the Galatians 5.22. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Don't you know that people are constantly watching you they're uh, constantly assessing your behavior as a Christian. Hopefully, you're letting people know that you're a Christian. You're not hiding it under the table. You're sitting on top of the table showing the world who you are. They need to see. They, you're the light of the world. He's using you. He lives in you. Okay? Now, you... You are the light. You need to then get out there and share what you know. Right? You shouldn't be hiding the fact that you're a Christian. In any workplace, in any environment, whether you're standing in a grocery store or you're hard at work laboring, people ought to know who you are, right? That's our job. And what they're going to do is they're going to make certain conclusions based on um, what they see from you. The fruit, wow, whoa, hey, the, the fruit, this, that even scared me. I got your attention over there. <coughs> this orange is actually the ripened ovary of the flower that contains the seed. Am I making sense here? Do you understand what this is? The fruit, this is the flower, the ovary of the seed. It's also a good replication of the Holy Spirit. This is the Trinity. You ever need to explain the Trinity? Use an orange. The Father is the covering. The Father is the rind. The pulp and the seed is Jesus. 
and the juice is the Holy Spirit. But it's an orange. It's all in one. It's a Godhead. Many people don't understand what the Godhead is. And if you can give them a graphic illustration, they get it. Oh, how can God be three things? Well, how can an orange be three things and still be an orange? You get it? Hey, there's something you can take away. So let me see if I can bring this into a conclusion for you. <coughs> we'll go back to my orange tree. My tree's eh, probably 20 foot high, 20 foot wide, and I can reasonably guess that the tap root goes down 20 feet and that the spread of the roots go out about 20 feet. <coughs> Excuse me. And I know that it produces good fruit and it has lots of seed and that I have a responsibility to maintain it through proper care. But I also have to pick it. Because if I leave it on the branch and I leave it on the vine, it withers and dies, right? So I gotta pick it. Now, what's it easier for me to do? Pick that low-hanging fruit or to go after that big high stuff? Now that low-hanging fruit, as you all know, everybody picked a tree before? In here, that low-hanging fruit's pretty good. It's it's pretty luscious. It's it's had some shade and stuff, and it, it's it's good. But when you get up high, that's really really some good stuff. That's had a lot of sunshine. Well, and I tell you what, I'm sure that this orange right here came from the top of the tree. But herein lies our dilemma, right? Do we share the low-hanging fruit, or do we make people work for it? We make them climb a ladder, get up where it's scary, climb up the tree to the top of the branch to pick the fruit? Think about that. When you're out at the grocery store, are you sharing information that they'll never understand? Or are you sharing salvation? that they will understand. What's the most important thing in the Bible? Being saved. Everything else is just manifestation. Being saved, knowing Jesus Christ is the low-hanging fruit. It's easy to pick. But when we start talking about that deeper stuff of God, when we start going down into the real deep stuff, we start talking about how Jesus moved the, the net from one side of the boat to the other to gather the fish, we lose them. You know, you hear what I'm saying? <coughs> the dilemma is how much to share and when to share it and who to share it with. And this is what I told the people of Burma. I said, look, there's a lot of people out there that are Buddhists. All they need to know is Jesus Christ. Let's get them in here and let the pastor teach them the deeper things. Huh? Hey? Amen. Hopefully we all understand 
No, let me go back here a minute because I wanted to pose this question. My question to you is to know the who, what, when, or when, where, or why. Now, hopefully, all of us know the why. And you've got to allow the Holy Spirit and our Lord to fill in the who, what, who, what when, or where. So what does that take? It takes knowledge of the word. It takes prayer to be tapped into the Lord. It takes knowing um, how the Holy Spirit can use you. How do you do that? You do it through practice. That's how you do it. You practice. You know, maybe that first person at the store just turns away from you. But that second person said, where do you go to church? See, you've got to come and see our pastor, man. He is magnificent. He's going to get that word to you, and you're going to understand it. See, if he's preaching way over my head, I don't understand it. But if he's preaching to me, and he's using the Holy Spirit, I'm going to understand every word. Think about in Acts 2, okay, and how the Holy Spirit was used there, and they were speaking in other tongues, and everybody understood them. That's how it's done. We're just the messenger bringing the message. It's God that quickens the Spirit. Yeah, he, you know, he said, he's the vine. We're the branches. Without the vine, we got no branches. We need to be tapped into him. And then that taproot goes deep, deep, deep. You see, it takes discernment, which comes through knowledge, acquired through the Holy Spirit, and through knowing the word, that gives you the proper response at the proper time. So what we need to do, in conclusion, is to keep watering, keep trimming, keep fertilizing, keep stabilizing, keep picking, and know when and how to market. And this orange will produce everything that God wants out of you for others. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for this time this evening. Father, I thank you for the grace that you have extended